Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgating. We're here, we made it for another week, here to talk about college basketball, or at least attempt to. You ready to go, Jay? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see if we can uh, make this whole episode. All right, let's get into it. Hello, come right in. All right, so first stop in college basketball. You had something, Jay? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the big, I guess, story this week, outside of any games that happened, um, which I guess is what we usually focus on, uh, you know, things that aren't in the game. Zion Williamson, the number three recruit in the country, uh, he's really caught everybody's attention um, on Instagram for, like, the last two years with yeah. just the insane 360 through the leg, yep. tomahawk windmill dunks. Um drawn a lot of comparisons to lebron he uh was expected i well it's hard to say expected but i think clemson was the the favorite being in state uh he ends up committing to duke which was one of the sleepers honestly people had duke you know behind carolina behind clemson even behind south carolina so it's not i mean just looking at it on surface it's not a huge shock that he goes to duke you know the school that's been doing this for the past four years these one and dones um but the fact that they have now the top three recruits in the country according to pretty much any website you go to and also trey jones who's the number one point guard in the country uh just makes this a little shocking a little surprising yeah it's just terrible this is the worst (laughs) this is not Uh, what i want to see in any sport uh especially duke basketball It, it really could have been any other college basketball program and i would have been like kind of excited to see it happen but if it's gonna happen at duke i'm not excited to see that happen yeah and what kind of compounds this and makes it even more interesting uh, of a dynamic is that all three of the players the top three in the country um you know rj barrett cameron reddish and zion williamson all are six foot six or six foot seven they all play the same position uh so these are the top three players so um 
obviously a top three player, you're going to come into the program and be starting from day one. You're going to be the star of the, the program. But now that all three are going to the same program, which I, I highly doubt has ever happened, not only are they going to the same program expecting the, the touches that they're going to get as an one recruit, but they're also playing the same position. Um, I don't think one of them is going to come off the bench, but it's just going to be an interesting uh, coaching decision seeing what seeing what Coach K does with all those uh, those wings pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is he going to have to move some to other positions? Yeah, Zion's kind of a natural uh, four, like a power forward, but just because he's so large – um, and so athletically gifted, but he's only six foot six, so that size is not going to hold up um, in college, and especially not in the NBA. Right. He's definitely going to be a, a small forward or even a shooting guard. I'm, I guess, looking forward to the future. But, I mean, the rest of them are six foot seven, so it's hard to see them playing some kind of power forward. So they might just play three wings um, and kind of just do positionless, kind of like the NBA does. Uh, and then, you know, put a point guard out there and then put a big center, like a seven foot center out there. And kind of just hope that it works. I guess, I guess it's a good problem to have because these are three extremely gifted basketball players. It's just going to be interesting to see how they gel. Um, you know, all expecting all these touches. Yeah, I mean, they had to have met each other on recruiting trips, I imagine, right? Yeah, these guys definitely grew up playing with each other on all these AAU. Uh, That's true. These these guys have probably known each other since like eighth grade. I was gonna say the only way to get all three of the top three is to like if it's like a package deal where they kind of were like, hey, let's just all go to the same school together. I don't know if that's how it works. It kind of just seems like they all just kind of happened one after the other, not not immediately, but it was like, oh yeah, I'm going to Duke, and then a few months later, oh, I'm going to Duke. I don't. I mean, but it could have it could have been, been like. You know, talking to each other like, dude, come on, you got to come to Duke, join us, blah blah blah. Yeah, there's um, there's definitely recruiting going on. I, I don't doubt that at all. It's um, just it just if you didn't know these people, why would you choose to go to the same school as them if you're that good? Like you said, you want to get all the touches you can. And if if he would have went to a school like Clemson or another school, he would have been the star from day mm-hmm. one. Yeah, no, he, he. I mean, these programs were willing to sell their soul, like rename rename the stadium after these guys, pretty much. <laughs> And uh, and it's just funny that they end up going to Duke. Who uh, I've been listening a lot to uh, Mark Titus recently, and he's brought up a lot of pretty good perspectives. It's like we we think about Duke as recently with, with Kyrie Irving and um, all these one and dones, Julia Okafor, um, uh, you know Justice Winslow, and as recently as um, Jalen Tate or Jason Tate. I'm sorry. So we've we've known Duke as that kind of program who spits out the one and dones, but they've never been that historically. Um, it's always been kind of like get the guys that play hard and uh, put them in your system. And Coach Calipari, or Coach K was always speaking poorly and down on these one and done things. Um, so it's it's funny to see how the dynamics kind of changed, uh, and he's really taking advantage of the system. We'll see if it works out in the long run because. Um, this is kind of like the first year he's really embraced it because even this year's team has some veteran leadership. This is, but next year's team is pretty much going to look like a Kentucky team, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I agree with his initial point where he's saying like, I don't like one and dones personally. I think it's like one of the problems with college basketball. But so I see where he's coming with that. But I think eventually he was just like, look, this is the nature of the game now. You you have to adapt or die, and he. He realized that's what you got to do. You got to get one and done. You got to get these superstars. I mean, maybe. Uh, I, pe- people have done it without it. You know, North Carolina's done it last year. Villanova, 
Um, so programs are still doing it. Really, the only two that are doing it at this level are, are Duke and Kentucky. And Kentucky hasn't had tremendous success in terms of championships. The one that won back in 2013. Uh, and then I, I want to say that most of the Duke championships happened kind of before they embraced this tactic. But it's like the if, level they have. if you're going to recruit the best, why not just get the best, even if they're just going to be a one and done? He's yeah, going to recruit but, the best every year regardless. And now, I mean, this is from a pretty uh, ignorant perspective compared to compared to his level. But I feel like you have to have a good mixture of, of these one and dones and some leaders kind of like Grace and Allen. And you just look at the, the previous Duke teams and they've always kind of had that one veteran <clears throat> guy, the J.J. Reddicks. Uh, you pretty much just name any hateable white guy. Yeah. Uh, the Plumleys and, and so on. Um, white dudes are the only but, ones but, stupid enough to stay all four years in college. Yeah, yeah. And so it's looking like next year is just going to be all freshmen. Uh, and then you look at what Kentucky's having to deal with this year. Um, you know, highly coined as the youngest team in history, and uh, and you see that it's it's showing on the on the court, and they're having a super down year, finally out of the polls for the first time in yeah. uh, a generation or a thousand years or something. Um, so it's I think it's a weird. million. And, and, I think it was a million years. <laughs> another pretty interesting point that that uh, Mark Titus brought up was that uh, Jeff Capel, their their assistant coach, the the former Duke standout. Um, came on staff in 2011 from Oklahoma. He actually got dismissed from Oklahoma for some shady recruiting dealings, and he went to Duke, and now he's uh, like their biggest recruiting force at Duke. And so it's it's kind of like maybe this is his this is his doing, and he's going to take over for K. Because, I mean, let's not forget Coach K is 70 years old, 70-plus. He does not look it. That's the thing. He's, yeah, he doesn't look it, but he's not going to be invincible, I don't think. I don't think he's going to co- coach into his 80s. I, at least that would seem unlikely. And so it seems like Capel is kind of setting up this program for him because this is his uh, recruiting strategy. And Coach K is like, you know, I mean, if, if you want to get the top five five-star recruits in the country, you might as well uh, just do it. And then when and I leave – He's actually doing it. Yeah, just – uh, something to keep an eye on, you know. If if Capel takes over the program in a few years when Coach K retires, and this is their new strategy, don't be surprised because can't say that people didn't see it coming. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I said, not a fan. <clears throat> uh, I've never liked Duke basketball, so seeing them do this is just really annoying. Um, it's yeah. just like watching the Patriots go back to the Super Bowl again. It's just, it's just annoying. It's just tiring. It is, but um, I don't know if it's going to – That's I guess that's kind of the beauty of college basketball. It's like, yeah, you can get all these five stars, and you're going to win a ton of games, but you're still going to get upset in the tournament, and that's, I guess, what makes it fun. It's like you have all this collection of talent that's going to go do big things in the NBA, but they're still vulnerable when it comes to the tournament because you lose one game and you're out. It could happen in the first round. It could happen in the Final Four, but – um, we've seen it happen to Duke time and time again. Well, and especially if you have a young team, not as experienced, they're a lot more susceptible to, uh, you know, a surprise loss. Yeah, yeah. So, like your point, I understand how it kind of it hurts viewership because you don't get to get used to the players like you do in college football. Um, but it also makes it a little more interesting because you get these these Cinderella stories, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, some of the teams that we are following now uh, in our conference allegiance. I love when uh, one of those schools does well. Yeah, uh, it happens, I guess, once in a blue moon. Um, well, unless you also, count Villanova. 
yeah, I mean, they've, they've, they're they pretty much a proven... Or Xavier. They're definitely... Yeah, they're, yeah, Xavier, Cincinnati. These these schools are pretty much proven at this point. But what I thought was funny was... Uh, maybe it was on part of my take or some some podcast was talking about... What's going to be funny is if uh, Marvin Bagley, who's projected a top-five pick and you know five-star recruit at Duke right now, just killing it. What if he decides to stay? And then <laughs> Coach K just has to figure out how to play all these <laughs> number one two and three guys in the country at that like, point at that point do you just tell him to leave yeah like please just go make money in the nba just just go dude you're like trying to convince him you're like look what is a college degree gonna do for you anyway yeah like everything you recruited him on like you need this college education you're pretty much just backtracking it's like well let's 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 take a look at this is it really that important here's the average starting salary for your criminal justice degree here's how much you're gonna get just by signing to a team in the nba it's actually pretty funny. I wonder if I wonder if any coaches had to reverse recruit a player. Well, this could be a situation right here. <laughs> like I, I could see Coach Cal at, at Kentucky doing that. Um, speaking of Kentucky, I mean, this is not good for them because this was pretty much his. Like he pretty much started this this one and done thing, uh, and now he has the number four recruiting class. Um, he's not doing too hot in the recruiting trail. Not as how does he used to so he's kind of getting beat at his own game now yeah that's a good point what's what's gonna happen to them um more than likely next year they'll just kill it again with recruits and they'll be good it won't take them long more than likely but what would happen they they got a ton of money yeah so more than likely that'll happen but you never know i mean they're trying to uh, boost up their football program a lot so maybe they're not focusing as hard as they usually do i think football is just kind of an accident (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're like, oh, this, oh yeah, they're what they, the season's going, oh, okay. Oh, and we're winning some games. Oh, oh, huh. all right, cool. We'll just market that we meant for that to happen. I think, yeah, I think journalists that cover Kentucky, uh, even during football season, they're mainly just focused on basketball off season. Yeah, I, I would be. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's they just got to cater to their to their readers, mm-hmm. their audience. Yeah, it's just like, uh, you know, Ole Miss is a notorious uh, soccer school. So when you go to Ole uh, Miss... Women's, yeah, women's soccer. Yeah, when you go to Ole Miss, all you care about is women's soccer. And, you know, like the Grove and football season's like fun. But, you know, if you're a journalist, you don't really care about that. You don't care about baseball or basketball. You just, you're kind of just waiting around for women's soccer. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of, of Ole Miss basketball, they got that. Big win against Alabama last night. Oh, Friday. well, wh- why don't you uh, give us a rundown of some women's basketball? That was the sport you claimed you would talk about. I was talking about men's basketball. Oh, all right. Well, we'll get to women's basketball later because you owe the audience um, some information. I ha- I will give the audience some rundowns of hockey later as well. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so, why most people tuned in. So uh, in terms of basketball conferences, who do you think is killing it right now? A Big 12, I think. Top, top to bottom at least um, I don't know if they have a contender to to win it all per se I think each team in that conference has a pretty big weakness uh, but just top to bottom if I feel like the big 12 is kind of uh, dominating the only problem uh, with that is is they beat up on each other a lot like didn't TCU just beat West Virginia that that is the problem they all kind of and that's always kind of been the problem of of big 12 is that they're all competitive enough where the uh, any team can really beat anybody except for Iowa State, um, and then Kansas is just is kind of sitting on the outside. Yeah, it's kind of they just lost to Oklahoma. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny. Like 
you want you you say you want the most competitive conference possible, which you know is true, but in Big Twelve situation, your games in conference, right? And like in Big Twelve situation, and it's like this for every sport for them: baseball, basketball, and football, where they're all nearly equally competitive. Whereas in the SEC, depending on the sport, there's a top bracket, a middle back bracket, and a bottom bracket, and that's like most conferences. So you're top schools and your middle schools kind of guarantee some wins there. The Big 12, like I said, West Virginia, their second best team, number seven in the nation. Uh, didn't they just lose to TCU? Yeah, yeah, West Virginia just lost to TCU. Yeah, so... And they've, T- they've lost two other Big 12 games. They lost to Kansas and Texas Tech. Yeah, and TCU's not even ranked. No, they probably should be. They're fringe. Yeah, no, they, they're definitely fringe, but I'm just saying, like, now you're losing to in-conference unranked opponents, you know? And that's yeah, just going to kind of keep happening. And that's their second best team. That's a team that you expect, you kind of want to go deep uh, in the playoffs. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking at it from a tournament perspective and seeding perspective, I mean, that's that's not one of those losses that's going to kill you from, from an RPI standpoint because it's on the road and it's a highly RPI-ranked team. I mean, but you still don't want to lose it, obviously. Um, and they've got plenty of chances coming up to to make up for that that's i guess that's the good part the, uh, the good part of being in a competitive conference is you're going to have a ton of opportunities um not only to lose ground but also to make that ground back up it's just hard to have a record like villanova i mean i'm not taking anything against the big east they're definitely a good conference but they have some outliers you know what i mean so villanova 19-1 they're definitely one of the best teams in the country but when you're west virginia and you're having to play a really good team every single game. It's harder to ha- it's hard to have uh, that type of record. Yeah, um, maybe Big East wasn't. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Axonix therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control, it gave me my life back. Axonix therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about and it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. The best example because they actually like top to bottom, uh, other than St. Paul or uh, not, not St. Paul, DePaul and Georgetown, they are having a really good year. Um, okay, that's but true. In most in most in most years, and there's definitely conferences that fit that description. Yeah, I understand that. Um, and I well, guess it's ACC, like, yeah. Another thing that kind of sets the Big Twelve apart and makes it difficult is it's it's small in terms of uh, how many schools are in it. Right. Where the ACC has 14, SEC has 14, 
um, there is room for tiers where the Big 12, yeah. if there are tiers, they're just very small. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, fairly relatable. Wichita State, you know, has always been one of those great upset teams, the small team. And now that they're in the AAC, uh, which is, you know, a competitive conference for every sport, and they're really, the AAC is really starting to show how good they are in basketball. Um, Wichita State, you know, was highly ranked, and they were in the top five pretty much all year, but now they're ranked 17 because they lost to SMU and then U of H back to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, those are. Those aren't terrible losses. No, um, no, they're not bad losses. I mean, they're both really good teams, and they both could make. Uh, they they both could get in the tournament, but if Wichita State wasn't in that conference, they would have, you know. Yeah, what you're what you're saying is when when they were in the Missouri Valley, those it would they would still be undefeated probably. Yeah, exactly, and I think that they would. It's good to play good teams, but when you lose to a good team, I mean. It's better than losing to a bad team, but it's still a loss, right? If they were undefeated, they w- they would inevitably be be ranked at least five spots ahead of where they are. Yeah, and uh, speaking about the AAC, uh, they they should be, I think, a lot stronger than they are. Really, East Carolina and South Florida are just holding them down so much. I know much. the conference top really... to bottom is really competitive. Um, yeah, Cincinnati and... obviously at number nine, and they're just killing it at seventeen and two. But yeah, and then you have Wichita State and U of H right now is actually, uh, I think, tied with Wichita State in the conference. Um, and I guess they would be ahead of them with the tiebreaker. Obviously, that's not it, that won't last. But at the moment, and then SMU right below that, four really, really good teams. And then, you know, UConn, if it's not their year, but when they have an on year, that's another great basketball program. Memphis too. Memphis. Well, Memphis hasn't been great in a while, but they should get back to. They should. They need yeah. to get back to greatness. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of. Well, it's a lot of bit old Big East teams too. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason. So it's been really fun as an alumni of an ACC AAC school um, to see them start stepping up in basketball because that's something I I think, especially U of H should have always done because because of the history U of H has with basketball. So. It's pretty cool. I'm happy uh, the Wichita State move helped. For sure, yeah. No, that was that was a big move. There's there's a lot of games this weekend on Saturday. The big one, obviously, is Virginia Duke. Um, Virginia's just been killing it, man. Yeah, yeah. Virginia is definitely a big success story this year. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool seeing them go up against Duke because it's it's like a very strong offensive team versus the strongest defensive team we've seen in years. And that's two versus four, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a top um, five game. <laughs> I mean... That's exciting. I mean, I'm not sure if anybody watched that. I hope I hope people did. The Virginia-Clemson game yeah. that was on last night. Yep. And Virginia held Clemson to, what, 13 points in the second half? Yeah, it's insane. Um, um, what, what Tony? Yeah, Tony Bennett's pack line defense is, is just unbelievable every year. It's always fun to see Virginia good at basketball again. Um just because it's ACC basketball, that is basketball. Other than the Big East, obviously, that's just basketball. But the ACC, that is where – that's their bread and butter, basketball. Yeah, definitely. And so it's really fun to see another school like Virginia that has been good get back to this level again. Yeah, um, and, and they just kind of – seems like every year Tony Bennett just kind of uh, retools the team. I know last year was – well, no, they've, they've been strong for the past you know five or six years. 
Uh, and this year they started off the season unranked, and they just keep right. climbing the ladder, <laughs> keep winning. There's not much more uh, to climb. If they beat Duke, they'll be number one. They'll surpass Villanova, but yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. only other spot to climb. I mean, they're on a what an eleven game win streak, twelve game win streak. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, eleven wins. That yeah. last and only loss was to West Virginia on the road. Um, and that's a good loss. Like we yeah, said, yeah. West Virginia is a great team. They're sixteen and four overall. I mean, that's yeah, and and playing in West Virginia, the, so yeah, Virginia's just this game against Duke's going to be awesome. What's going to be cool is um, is the game against Virginia Tech. Now that Virginia Tech just beat North Carolina, and maybe carry some momentum. It looks like their next big test is against Virginia. So yeah, and that's they rivalry. Can, if they can continue that that win streak all the way until February tenth when they when they travel to uh, to Charlottesville, then that'd be a pretty cool game. Ooh, that's a fun rivalry. Yeah. All right, so that was talking basketball. I feel like we're doing we're doing fairly well. Yeah, and we'll, we'll pick it up as, as the season continues. Right. We're just we're just diving into it, people. All right. We're we're we shut up late to the party. So, um, let's move on to our conference allegiance. So as we mentioned last episode, we're doing a conference allegiance just for basketball conferences, or at least the conferences that are really only known for basketball, um, just to you know make it interesting, give us something to uh, pay attention to outside of the the ranked teams or the big conferences. You want to start it off, Jay? Yeah. Um, do you have any specific order you're thinking about doing? Um, no, just go for it. I'll follow your lead. So what I actually did, I, I ranked mine and I'm, I'm going to list mine off in terms of how they've done uh, since our last episode. How about you say the conference, and then I'll you say your team, I'll say my team, and then you'll go. we'll move on to the next conference. Okay, yeah, and I'm going in reverse order from uh, their performance. So I'm going to start with the teams that have dropped the most and then Uh-oh. finish with the teams that have, have uh, gained the most. Well, we can compare it to my teams. Let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. First up had a rough week is missouri state from the missouri valley conference um, they went one and two which doesn't seem too bad on the surface but according to ken palm they dropped 21 spots oh. they lost to they lost to drake and bradley that's not good that's not good in one week yeah drake's not having a good uh, year so for the missouri valley conference i have illinois state last weekend they got smoked by indiana state 54 to 84 and today they're playing Northern Iowa, so we'll see. Who knows? Hopefully uh, they can actually get a win. Yeah. Big uh, big opportunities in Missouri Valley. Although, oh yeah. I'm not sure how much our analysis is going to matter because <laughs> neither of our teams really. Well, I guess Missouri State's got some chances. They they blew their chances. It seems like because Loyola Chicago looks like they're kind of running the conference at this point. All right, next up. Uh, George Mason hasn't had a good season, nor did they have a good week. They just keep falling, dropped 11 spots in the Ken Palm rankings from last week, dropping two decisions to George Washington and, uh, Dick, and yeah, one other team. <laughs> you forgot to say the conference. Yeah, so this is Atlantic 10 Conference. <laughs> um, right. George Mason, far removed from their, from their uh, treasured past, making the tournament. Now they can't stop anybody on defense. They really can't do anything. They can't shoot the three. They can't shoot the two. They can't shoot the free throw. And actually, they've been getting pretty lucky. They've got the fifth 
best opponent uh, free throw percentage, which is just completely luck. So for the Atlantic 10, uh, I have Davidson. They Yesterday they lost to Dayton, a really tight game, 64-65. to 65, And on Sunday they are playing Richmond. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, Dayton that lost that lost to Dayton for Davidson definitely didn't help, but they've still got kind of an outside shot to make the tournament. Um, They're second in the conference. They're ten. Yeah, and obviously eight. they could they could win the conference and just get an automatic bid, but even at that large, uh, they've got a they've got an argument because um, you know they've been they've been playing well this season. The offense is really clicking. Yeah, it's a close loss too. It might not hurt them too bad. All right, next up on the list out of the Ivy League, uh, Penn dropped eight spots in Ken Palm from last week. Um, they only played one game, but it's a loss against Temple. I guess any notes about Penn? An interesting thing is they are only shooting 62% from the free throw line, which is almost very last in the in the country, which doesn't seem like an Ivy League thing to do. Hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like Ivy League should always lead the country in free throw percentage. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And stats. You want to you want to hear some names from from Penn? Yeah, let's hear it. Ryan Bentley, mm. AJ Brodeur, okay, uh, Max Rothschild. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you're not rooting for Penn after that, it's I don't know what's going to convince you. Would it be non-PC of us to play a college basketball game called Guess His Race? Um, yeah, we should probably avoid that. But there's probably a workaround. We could probably figure something out that's, I guess, less. Uh, less obvious oh as long as we don't guess black then it can't be racist that's true yeah so i'll be like asian and you're like no sorry tyrese williams was not asian he was african-american ryan Ryan bentley what do you think he is white okay aj brodeur white um max rothschild white all right yeah you're three for three hey i got better stats than ivy league shooters all right uh, my Ivy League team was Cornell. Never heard of it. Uh, overall, they are a wonderful six and ten in the conference. They are zero and three. They are second to last in the conference, right above Dartmouth, who they play in their heated Ivy League basketball rivalry this Friday. So everybody, make sure to watch that game. That's going to be wild. Cornell might be the worst team out of any any of our teams. Dartmouth. Well, out of our team, I was going to say yeah. But Cornell and Dartmouth both haven't got a single win in the conference yet. So Yeah, that's not that's not good. One of them technically has to win that game. Technically, I think. By rules of basketball, one has to come out victorious. Turned off applicants' interest in Cornell, and they are going to go to the vastly superior Dartmouth. Ever heard of it? Let's see. Um, Cornell played Syracuse to start the season. They lost. They only scored 45 points. <laughs> yeah, okay. So thanks for validating how bad they are. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if there was any like competitive games. No, I was looking at their um, games and it it didn't seem like there was anything to like give them hope. Mm-hmm. Next up, one of my favorite teams to keep up with. Conference uh, and conference just been on a hot streak out of the Southern Conference. There you go. Uh, out of Spartanburg, South Carolina, nice. is the uh, Wofford Terriers. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't I don't understand that they've they've been a they're on a six game win streak. And somehow they dropped ten spots. Uh, I think it's just <laughs> it's just the the um, competition they've been playing. They had two wins over Samford and Chattanooga, which are just god awful teams. Right, right. Uh, so that that doesn't help. 
But if they just keep this win streak up, um, they're going to have some RPI games that'll help them out. <laughs> They'll have to at least get back to stagnant, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's really fun about this team is they just shoot the lights out of the place. They got shooters all over the floor. Um, and I'm sure the only reason people know Walford basketball is because they beat North Carolina on national TV a couple weeks ago. But they're second in the country with three-point percentage at 42.5%. So if this team somehow slips into the tournament, maybe gets the automatic bid from winning the conference – this would be one of those teams to watch out for. What do you tell, as a coach, what do you tell your players who are on a six-game winning streak that their ranking is going down? What do you tell them? Just like, you know what, keep winning. If we win at least six more, we're bound to at least not continuously go down in rankings. Yeah, I guess that's the only thing you can say. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to like just staying steady for a little while instead of immediately going down. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think one sixty-seven right now. I think if they put on their jerseys and start to like lace up their shoes, they're already going down. So you have to. I I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. So just by default, they're already going down. <laughs> right. You gotta you gotta figure out something. So that that's on you, coach. That's just that's just the nature of Southern Conference basketball. Well, uh, speaking of Southern Conference basketball, uh, my UNCG. I think they're the Spartans, right? They are the Spartans. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. Uh, overall, they're fourteen and five in the conference. They're five and one, doing pretty well. Um, they're on a three-game win streak over Western Carolina, Citadel, and Mercer last weekend, seventy to sixty-six, and they're playing Furman tonight. They're th- they're currently third in the conference. So, you know, UNCG plays Wofford on February twentieth. So uh, I might head down for that game. Yeah, maybe I need to fly out. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a big game. Um, that might decide the conference. Although East Tennessee State looks like the the clear favorite. If I can somehow manage to make it out there for that, what day is that? That is February twentieth. That is uh, it's probably a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I think. I was just gonna say it's probably Tuesday or some stupid shit. Damn it! I'm gonna say I need to make it out for that, and then I can I can rep uh, UNCG, and you can rep Walford. Mm-hmm. That would be. Ugh, we'll figure that out. We gotta do something like that this year. Speaking of speaking of Zion Williamson earlier, uh, he's from Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is where Wofford is. And I know that that was kind of like a uh, – it's almost a joke. I know Wofford probably wasn't taking it as a joke that he was, quote-unquote, considering going to Wofford. Um, and they were, like, you know, throwing everything they possibly could. I wonder if they actually told him, like, hey, we will rename our gym after you. After you. Well, if they were doing it right, they would offer him hookers. Uh, well, I'm sure they did. Now, if they offered him like, hookers, he'd go there. I think that's a rule of thumb. If you get offered hookers, he seems like a good go. dude. I've I've seen a lot of interviews with him. He seems like a really. I've known guy. plenty of good dudes that like strip clubs, so I don't I don't take that into account. I don't know how many strip clubs there are in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Mm. Well, maybe that's why they're not getting enough recruits. They need to build more. That's true. Durham does have a, a good handful of them. Ooh, I bet real nasty ones too. Yeah, if you uh, watch Duke Lacrosse. 30 for 30 you you know exactly what we're talking about Ooh, yeah <laughs> let's not let's not get into that let's talk <laughs> about pc up, <laughs> uh from from the summit league dropped only four rankings so staying pretty consistent okay. uh fort wayne the fort Maine, wayne uh, mastodons out of you guessed it fort wayne indiana i did guess uh, that so they they dropped a really bad loss to western illinois in overtime on the road but then picked up a pretty good win against north Dakota state to bring them back up to just about where they were. North Dakota State's not bad this year. No, um, they're 
just about even, I guess. That's the that's the only loss. Universe. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. See, South Dakota has in the conference, so... That's mm-hmm. something. Summit League SDSU overall seventeen and five conference five and zero. Oh. Um, huge, actually. This this is the biggest game tonight against their in-state rivals and second best team in the conference, the USD. So yeah, yeah. It's it's eight o'clock Eastern. That's actually a big. That's actually a big game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What like, time is no that? bullshit? Or what what channel is that? I was gonna see if I could find. It should be on ESPN. I mean, that's... It's ESPN 3, yeah, so it's going to be streaming. Yeah, that's actually, like, a legit game. I'm not even joking about that. That's... Because that's a, that's a rivalry for them, and they're the two best teams in the conference. So, that... I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty Good big. That that's, that could determine, you know, if somebody gets into the tournament or not. Yeah, anybody in the area of Brookings, South Dakota, go out to Frost Arena. Shit, if you're in Vermilion, drive two hours to Brookings. How far is that from Sioux Falls? Uh, Sioux Falls is in between both. Brookings is north of Sioux Falls and Vermilion south of Sioux Falls. About like 30 minutes to an hour. Or like, what, an hour each way, I guess? There you go. You're learning all about uh, South Dakota. So geography. if you're in Sioux Falls, you know where to go. All right. Next up uh, from the Metro. I guess I got these order backward. Yeah, the Metro Conference uh, sitting right next to Fort Wayne is the Monmouth Hawks. Um, they dropped only one game this past week against Iona. Uh, it was at home, though, so that, that def- definitely hurts. Three-point loss. Um, let's see, anything of note in their statistics? They get to the free-throw line a lot, I guess, if that's something interesting. They turn it over a, a, way too much, though. Um, not going not gonna to help their case. Yeah, that's one thing everybody knows about them. So Yeah, not you really... turn over a bunch, and then you don't go to the free-throw not really presenting any uh, new facts about them. I think everybody already No, that's just kind of what, what Coach King Rice has been known for. Right, right. Especially that last school that he coached at that was also a school with basketball. No, this is actually his first head coaching job. Shit, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, Metro Atlantic, I have Niagara. The You know what? They should... I don't know. I, I don't even know their mascot, but they should be the Nigerians. Uh, for a couple reasons. One, Niagara it, is actually the Purple Eagles. They got a pretty cool mascot. Yeah, that's not bad. Purple, I don't know. I've never seen a Purple Eagle. I'm just going to throw that out there. But one, that's a funny name. Niagara Nigerians, that's funny. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> and two, you never know. Maybe like some Nigerian kids will want to start going to your school. That's true. They're like, oh, I know this mascot. This yeah, is my cousin. It's That's me. I am the mascot 
uh, might be considered <laughs> racially insensitive, but you know what? If it plays out and People it helps, people got away with worse. I think. I think so too. That's really not racially insensitive. You're just saying he's a Nigerian. That's not insensitive. That's just like, hey, I love Nigeria and that part of Africa. Come play for us. Anyway, overall they are twelve and nine. Conference they are five and three. They got smoked by Fairfield, eighty-five to one hundred four last weekend. And they're playing Manhattan tonight, and they're fourth in the conference. So you know, not not bad, not terrible. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good breakdown. They get a ton of steals. Actually, no, they don't get a ton of steals. They get not any steals at all. Well, I mean that's good. Their, then defense, they, is, their defense is awful. Well, that's why they they can call themselves the Nigerians because that's not racially insensitive. Like, why would you assume yeah. that Africans would steal? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't get a ton of steals, but they also don't turn it over. So there's mm. pretty good balance. They protect their ball. That's, you know, Nigerians. All right, next up, and definitely the best team out of any of us, is the St. Mary's Gales. Gals. Gales. Uh, I like Gals. Conference. Uh, they conference. They up only, only two spots this past week, by, but just because they're ranked so highly. Um, what conference is that? Zaga, which was... I, I have oh, no, you, I have you no idea. Saga, don't you? I have no idea what conference this is. The West Coast Conference. Oh, hey, there we go. No, I don't have Gonzaga. Okay, well, I'm I'm curious to see who your team is. Oh, I know San Diego. That's right. Yeah. Um, St. Mary's is actually like a legitimate team. Like, could actually make it to the Sweet, sweet 16 and and beyond. Um, Jacques Landell. Yeah. What are they ranked? Is, like 15 or something? Uh, yeah, right around there. Um, they're 19 to two. Uh, huge win over Gonzaga. It was a close game, but it was on the road, which is just massive. Um. Huge for their case. Their offense is unbelievable. Uh, they have just this big man, Jock Landell, who sits down uh, underneath the basket, 6'11 senior, and then they just surround him with shooters. Uh, it seems like a pretty good strategy. I don't know why more people don't do that. They're on a 14-game win streak, too. Yeah, their only two losses, a pretty inexcusable loss to Washington State and in some tournament. Uh, I think it was, I don't know what tournament it was, but then they lost to Georgia in overtime, which was... Eh, you probably shouldn't have dropped that one. No, Arkansas just um, beat Georgia. But that that said, like you said, they're on a huge win streak. Uh, just really grooving right now. Their defense is nothing to, to brag about, but their offense can pretty much compete with anybody. So why is Gonzaga still ranked above them? I think just because Gonzaga's losses are more excusable. Uh, Florida, Villanova, but they have San Diego State, and San Diego. Uh, yeah. Um, and here's the deal. They, they here's have, the deal. They have more they have better big wins. They beat Ohio State. They beat Texas. They beat Creighton. Um, they've got better wins. Well, okay. So here's the deal. Usually, I'm I, I love transitive property, but I'm not totally serious about it. But in this case, Gonzaga's 15 and St. Mary's is 16. Why could you not just yeah. flip those? That that yeah, one, it's like you could I, literally flip them because they just beat them and they have less losses. That is true, but the way polls work is it's an aggregate. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you do find individuals who rank Gonzaga 15 and St. Mary's 16, then I would understand, like, what are you doing? Okay, but, that's true. It's not like some individual that's just, like, in yeah <laughs> in a computer screen picking yeah, it for you. Yeah, yeah, But I understand the point. It's like, yeah, that does seem a little fishy. Why wouldn't you just switch the two? Because you literally just played, and it was actually St. Mary's played on Gonzaga's home court. Right. So, that's so the, there's no argument anymore. It's like, no, that one's 15, that one's 16. Um, yeah. either way, uh, West Coast, I have San Diego, um, good team overall 13 and seven conference four and four. 
They lost to BYU, you know, which is a it's a good loss, but it would have been an even better win. They lost uh, 58 to 74, and they are playing Santa Clara, Santa Clara, Santa Clara. How do you even say that? Santa Clara. I'm gonna go with Santa Clara. Yeah, I'm gonna do that too. Uh, they're playing them tomorrow, and they're six in the conference. Six in the conference, just sitting nice, nice and steady. Yep. Uh, Hofstra out of the Colonial Athletic Association had a pretty big week. Um, I mean, that's the way the stats say it. Although they went one and one, so I'm not really understanding that. Maybe teams around them kind of lost, and that just kind of propelled them. They had a win over a pretty bad Delaware team. And then they lost to College of Charleston on the road. Hmm. Uh, they're sitting at 159 in Ken Palm. Charleston's doing well, um, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are. In terms of the conference standings, Hofstra's in fourth. Uh, or I guess tied for... Well, yeah, they're in fourth. Um, sitting at five and three. Yeah, and that's... Anything about stands out? No, they're pretty just bland. All right, so my UNTW, they are failing me. Overall, they're six and fourteen. Conference three and five. Um, they did upset Towson last weekend, seventy-three to seventy-one. That was a big win. Yeah, that yeah. was actually um, playing fellow conference bottom feeder Jay Madison tomorrow. Uh, they're eighth in the conference, so them and Jay Madison are the two uh, worst teams in the conference. So they're kind of like my Cornell, but for the Colonial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... UNC Wilmington really fell off once Kevin Keats left yep. to NC State. Uh, their defense cannot stop anybody. In fact, they're giving up almost 45% uh, on three-pointers, which you're not going to win many games doing that. Well, let's just hope they still have baseball. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They always have that. And they yep. have the beach. Oh, they do. Hmm. Interesting. Next up is the Big East Conference, where my Providence Friars uh, are... 14 and 7 and they are 5 and 3 in the conference they're having a nice year um probably not as nice as uh, they expected definitely not as nice as, as they expected um i think the umass loss really hurts them mm-hmm. outside of that their losses are pretty excusable i know they just lost to villanova last night and it wasn't very close honestly um well, uh, at least you know expected. they're not the best team yeah that's i don't i don't think they're i don't think they're eyeing for a for a conference or a tournament bid but they still have some opportunities. They still play Villanova again. They still have uh, Seton Hall and Marquette on their schedule. You don't think they'll get a so, tournament bid? No, th- there are chances, but the way it looks right now, I wouldn't imagine um, they're going to. Interesting. I think because they're third yeah, in the I conference, right? right in the, what? They're third in the conference, right? Yeah. Um, well, they are. No, they're fourth. No, they're not behind Creighton, Xavier, and Villanova. Yeah. No, Creighton's fourth. Creighton is at six and three. Providence is at five and three. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't updated this since they beat St. John's. That's why. I got you. Yep, yep. Uh, yesterday, before they played St. John's, Creighton was fourth and Providence was third. Um, yeah, my team, Creighton, fifteen and five, conference five or er, sixteen and five, conference six and three. Right. Now with the win over St. John's. They are six and three, yeah, sixteen to five, yep. six and three. Okay. Um, and last week when we were recording this, it was a great start to my conference allegiance because the Jays stomped Senton Hall eighty to sixty three. Um, last weekend, unfortunately, ironically, they fell to your team, Province seventy one to eighty five. 
Um, but yeah, yesterday they beat St. John's 68 to 63, so they went back to four, third in the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Creighton can really shoot. Uh, I, I don't think that's a new trend. I think that's kind of always the way they've been. But uh, that that loss to to Providence was interesting because they outshot. Oh, never mind. I was reading the box score incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, when they, when they don't shoot too well, uh, they lose, which is pretty usual. Wait, so you're telling me when they don't get the ball into the basket, they usually they tend to lose? That's yeah. Some teams that's kind of like a habit for them. Interesting. I usually uh, prefer my teams to get the ball into the basket, but you know, to each his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are sixth in the country at in uh, effective field goal percentage. At almost sixty percent, so that's damn. Uh, that's a good look for them. Yeah, so maybe they'll make the tournament. Yeah, and then last but not least, out of the Western Athletic Conference, a team that has climbed since our last podcast uh, up how many thirteen spots um, in one week is the Grand Canyon Antelopes. Yeah, they've been going. Uh, off. I don't understand how this is one of those things that just doesn't make much sense because their wins were against. Let's see. UMKC. I don't know who that is. Yeah, no, that's uh, University of Min- uh, University of Missouri, Kansas Missouri, City. Kansas City. The yeah. Kangaroos. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then their other loss was against William Jessup. Is that a school? Yeah. Is that a person? Uh, that is both. Yeah. Well, that was their two wins, and somehow they jumped up thirteen spots. <laughs> they are very good at defense. Um, only giving up twenty six percent on threes. I don't know if that's their strategy or if that's just bad if that's just bad luck for the opponents what are they ranked now in the conference uh in the conference they are, they are second second uh-oh <laughs> yeah, mexico state's pretty a pretty clear favorite uh but grand canyon you know maybe i'm excited they get, they get that win against new mexico state on maybe Penn that's maybe knows? that's the game we need to go to because uh my new mexico state aggies uh 17 and 3 overall conference 5 and 0 uh completely shut down utah valley 86 to 59 and they're actually facing off against missouri kansas city uh the kangaroos this weekend first in conference looking to uh hold that title and maybe like even get past the first round in the tournament Nah, probably not but still make the tournament <laughs> no, they're having a really strong season for sure um so that's like really exciting for new mexico state especially since they made their first bowl appearance in however long one and now they're probably going to make the tournament. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it looks like it's just kind of a senior-led team. They've got uh, two seniors that are kind of leading the charge in Zach Lofton and Jamario Jones. Um, and then, you know, some, some juniors that are also doing big things. So that's that's good to see. Um, they're kind of just like a better version of, of Grand Canyon, looking at it from a stats perspective. So that doesn't fare too well for their matchup on February 10th. Just that notorious whack basketball everybody knows about. Mm-hmm. It's got some some deep history. So you want to talk uh, about women's basketball for us? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, I've been preparing pretty much all week, as I imagined. I've got a couple of pages of notes. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Let's try so, to try to cut this down into about a minute to two minutes. How about that? Yeah, I'll just kind of go through who like the top teams are. Okay. Um. So. I, I don't. This is kind of like a, a shock, but uh, UConn is undefeated. No way. It's kind of. It's been a while since they've been good. What? Uh, UConn is actually unanimous number one. Um, received all thirty-two points or all thirty-two votes 
which is kind of just a shocker because I know they've got like a, a young coaching staff and pretty young team. Yeah, they couldn't um, even make it to the championship last year. Yeah, especially in their in their conference. Who the hell are surprising. these ladies? Um, and then number two is Mississippi State, which Whoa. is like another huge shock. What? Man, yeah, I so need to get like, more into women's basketball. At least it mixes things up on like uh, men's basketball and football, right? Yeah, so I'll just like run through the top five. Um, I've been really paying attention is UConn, Mississippi State, Baylor, Louisville, and Notre Dame. So it's um, literally so it's, every single women's basketball team that's always in the top five. No, it's just like one of those years where it's just really crazy and it's being just shuffling around. Oh, right, right, right. That's what I meant. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Maryland's up there. Um, just like some teams that are really building. Is uh, something honestly something I have noticed. There's also uh, there's a uh, what's it called a uh, mid-major poll. Mm-hmm. It's not like a separate poll. It's kind of like a power ranking. Okay. Um, the number one team is Florida Gulf Coast. So they're uh, you know one of those mid-majors that are having a big year. South Dakota State is up there. Green Bay. Nice. But outside of Green Bay, who is at 22 in the polls, none of these teams are ranked. Um, so that's an interesting it's kind of an interesting concept because in men's basketball that's not the case at all if you rank the mid-major teams you'd see what three or four or five teams in the polls pretty much at any time right uh, I, I guess that's just not the case in women's basketball I don't know what, the, what why that is it doesn't really make sense to me um, I think I'm going to make this claim Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess Aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Basketball is way too elitist and exclusive, and... uh, we need to break that up a little bit, make it a little bit more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Let in guys, or what are you? What are you saying here? I haven't really proposed anything yet, but I think letting in guys isn't a terrible idea. Instead of women's That's basketball, instead of women's basketball, make it co-ed basketball. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not against it. I'm not against it either. So something to think about. The what? ACC, the ACC is oh. leading the way. Oh. Oh. Um, let's see if I got anything else. Yeah, and the, the latest women's bracketology, ACC has eight teams in, uh, Big Ten seven, Pac-12 seven, SEC seven. So, yeah, it's just all these Power Five schools. What about the American? The American uh, is projected to have two. Houston? Uh, at a first glance, I'm not sure what those two are. I want to say Houston's I mean, actually doing well. Through. Uh, UConn is one, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. And, and the other is... Give me a second. You, you continue, and I'll, I'll interrupt you. It's got to be Houston, right? <clears throat> I get Twitter updates that Houston basketball women's apparently wins occasionally. 
So since it's a women's sport, I just assume they're like one of the best. Why is it taking me so long to find this? I'm a little disappointed. South Florida. Boo! Well, at least South Florida can like... Wait, no, they're not even going to win that. Never mind. Okay. Um, You ready for some men's ice hockey? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So, in case you were unaware, the NCAA D3 Men's Ice Hockey Championship just finished up uh, on Saturday. The Frozen Four. And no, no. The Frozen Four is the D1. This is D3. There's no cool name for it. It's just the playoffs for D3. Um, I gotta say, though, it got a little heated on the ice. You like that? Oh, nice little pun. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Uh, unlike college football, this was a two-sided Cinderella story. Um, through three rounds of hard-fought matches, um, or games, or whatever hockey calls it. I don't know. What does hockey call it? Matches, right? Games? Yeah, matches Matches is not... Well, I think either would work. Hockey game. We played hockey game. A hockey match. Um, it, it ended up through all, I guess, four rounds in total. The final ended up being number 12, Norwich, against number 6, Trinity. So that's pretty cool. They, uh, they even beat the teams that had the buys. So both of them started from round one and made it all the way to the finals. Uh, pretty exciting... Um. Yeah. Where's this? Where's this game being played? It already was played. Oh, why are you speaking like it's in the future? I'm not. I was. I was. This was past tense. I said it. It happened on Saturday. Oh. Um, it was located. Uh, actually, deep in the heart of the gym in Karen Love Triangle in the Utica Memorial Auditorium. So the only thing I know about Utica is just that. That's that's where Jim met Karen. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I know. It's, it's famous for that. I think that's the only thing it's known for. Wait, no. you could, wait, Jim met Pam in Scranton. No, I said Karen. Karen Filippelli. Oh, Karen Filippelli. Oh, yeah. No, that was in um, that was in Syracuse, right? So, no. What about the Utica branch? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what we're talking about. I thought that was just one of those ones that kind of got mentioned but was never really... Oh, um, shit. You're featured. probably right. Oh, my God. If I'm wrong on one of my office references, that's bad. The Stanford branch. Oh, did she take over the Utica branch when she left? Either way, this isn't a fucking office podcast. Stop talking about it, Jay. So, anyway, Norwich won. They beat Trinity. Four to one. So. Where's that school? I have no idea. <laughs> you, did, you did some research. Not- I, I did a little bit of research. Not I didn't do it. I didn't do, like, a whole lot of research. Uh, When's the Frozen Four? That's a good question. I said that in the last one, so maybe you should have listened. Did you? I don't think you said a date. I think yeah. you kind of mentioned No, I did, yeah, because it was in St. Paul, all right? Well, if you, now I hear you typing now. I was going <laughs> to say, if you said it last time. Uh, yeah, keep selling, keep selling, keep selling. <laughs> I'm not typing, dude. Dead air. Uh, it it was founded in 1948. <laughs> Sixteen teams get in, and yeah, it's April 5th and 7th. Like I said the whole time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So 16 teams in, one team leaves. Frozen Four. Which 
just mathematically it doesn't really make sense. Why is it the Frozen Four if sixteen yeah. teams are in? It's because they're trying. They were trying to compete with the, uh, you know, basketball. The Final Four, but that's I want to say a different weekend. Yeah, I know, but they were just trying to like give it a cool name so you can market it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let I read I read the Wikipedia page. Let me pull up Bracket Matrix and see if there's any, any uh, anything going on there. Ooh, uh, number one is still Notre Dame, Cornell, Clarkson, Denver, St. Cloud State, Ohio State, Minnesota State, Northeastern. Okay, also in my readings, obviously a majority of the schools are up north and the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Uh, the only Southern D one men's ice hockey team is the only the only school in the South. Alabama. You're close. It's a school in Alabama. Alabama. Georgia. Auburn. Did you say Georgia? <laughs> well, because I didn't hear you say <laughs> school in Alabama. University of Alabama at Huntsville. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, of course. Everybody knew that. Um, yeah. So, they're not D1 in anything but men's, hike- men's ice hockey. So. Yeah, I, hockey's weird at the collegiate level. I know Ole Miss has a, a club team that's kind of pretty like well followed within the Ole Miss circles kind of like a cult following mm-hmm. uh, and every year they play Mississippi State um, and I, I never watch them but I'll kind of keep up on Twitter and the outcomes are always just insane like Ole Miss will win 25 to 2 or something what that's not hockey yeah I don't think no, you're I swear to God swear to God look these scores up it's insane <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that's why they're not D1, because they're playing yeah, those they, kind of they games. Play in this, they play in this little rink in Tupelo, um, and they, they usually fill it up for those games. But, yeah, no, I see I see these scores on Twitter, and I'm like, is this a different sport that I'm used to? Because, I mean, I'm used to like three to two games. and, and Yeah, well, like no, you get a hurricane game, so you're used to, like, nothing to whatever, uh, however much the other team scored. Hey, hurricanes are running the, running the playoffs. in and out. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, they, are. they were in the playoffs a couple days ago. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, Texas has, like, a, a hockey league, a collegiate hockey league. It's, like, Texas State, UT, TCU, Texas Tech, and like, a bunch of random schools. So, yeah. that's Hockey's a ho- pretty cool sport. Yeah, I would actually, like, that would be cool. I wish there was more schools, like, in Texas or something that I could... Uh, I feel th- like college hockey would be really cool if it was actually big. Well, it's the third... Uh, Highest revenue college sport. Yeah, that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, yeah, I know over baseball. That's that's what I was saying in the last on, podcast. Has got to be on average, and they only consider the schools that have D one hockey, which probably is the yeah. schools that bring in a ton of revenue, like yep. North Dakota and Notre well, Dame and stuff. They're playing it smart, then, aren't they? You can't really blame them for that. Yeah, that's that's smart. But like I said in the last podcast, um, college baseball is the most underrated sport in the world. How so? Nobody, nobody cares. I mean, I think people care, but it's it's never televised. It's not even it. It revenues less than men's hockey. Yeah, no. I mean, college baseball is one of my favorite things to follow. I, I'm a little biased because I went to Ole Miss and I was graced with going to all those, those games for four years. But um, it's definitely a super fun sport to follow. Well, I went to University of Houston, and rather than just get drunk and act like idiots, we actually watch our team because they're really good. Yeah, that just kind of sounds boring. <laughs> Maybe that's why nobody likes baseball, because it's boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, so I, I'm i going to be officially the uh, men's 
D, the NCAA D1 men's ice hockey guy. Mm-hmm. Okay? Not not D3 hockey. I'll reference that sometimes. Not women's hockey, if there is a thing. On the NCAA website, it says NCAA D1 men's ice hockey. That's what I'm going to be. No, there is there's women's hockey. Okay. I thought that was field hockey, but yeah. Maybe I'll be the no. I'll be I'll be women's basketball. I'll keep I'll keep this up. I think that's actually important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Every week I'll every week I'll go through the top five. <laughs> just the top five. That's what I'll do with hockey. I'll just talk about the same schools over and over. Hey, Notre yeah. Dame won again. Hey, Minnesota still has hockey. Uh, right. Oddly, oddly um, enough, though, South Dakota not a single D one hockey team. Um. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Uh, before we wrap up, um, we have the big or the yeah the uh the big 12 sec challenge in basketball this weekend oh yeah there's actually some pretty cool matchups because usually the sec is pretty dog shit in basketball but mm-hmm. this year they're actually really good uh and the big 12 is obviously really good they got tennessee in there yeah um tennessee who are they playing tennessee's playing iowa state that'll be a pretty easy win for them unfortunately yeah. i wish they're matched up against someone better yeah west virginia that would have been fun um so oklahoma's playing alabama that'll be fun because yep. it's Obviously, Trey Young versus Colin Sexton, both top five picks probably, or top ten picks. Uh, who else do we have? Texas Tech, South Carolina. Nah, not too competitive. Texas Tech's uh, Texas, that ass. Texas is playing Ole Miss. So Uh-oh. For all those Ole Miss basketball fans. Um, Texas A&M, Kansas. That could be good. Uh, Kentucky's playing West Virginia. Ooh, they got A&M in this? Yeah, that's, hot. that's nice. Yeah, Kentucky, West Virginia could be good. If I was a, if I was a Big 12, would you say they're playing Kansas? All they got to do is start the traitor tra- uh, chant. Yeah, it is in Lawrence, so that, I, that would make sense. I would sense. just start chanting traitor, traitors, traitors, because yeah, they're supposed to, they used to be on the other side of the ball. So yeah, no, that's that's pretty good diss. They would probably get pretty upset at that. Thank you. I usually I think of these like just off the top of my head. I'm usually pretty good at it. So. <laughs> good, good one. Um. What else? Obviously, the big game is Duke Virginia, like we discussed, and I'm actually going to be in Durham on Saturday, so I'm gonna, um, I'm not going to get a ticket to the game. Obviously, that's like a thousand bucks. Wait, why? Why are you in Durham? I'm going to a Joe Rogan uh, show. Uh you know, you know my thoughts about Joe Rogan. <laughs> but, but they play Saturday at two o'clock, so I'm gonna try and find a bar down in Durham somewhere and catch it, catch the See- game. Probably See if you can get uh, Joe Rogan Rome. to give us a shout out. Yeah, no, it should be pretty easy. I mean, it'll be like a small venue, pretty in, uh, pretty intimate. Hey, I got Michael Rappaport to take a photo with our shirt, so. Yeah, yeah, so it, sh- it shouldn't be an issue. Very similar. Um, yeah, tell Joe Rogan all the issues I have with him being a bully, and if he wants to defend himself, he can come on to the podcast, or I'll fight him. Mm-hmm. Let him yeah, know. I mean, I think he can beat him up. He's not... He's not super big. I would fight him. Tell him I call, I'm calling him out right now. I'm calling him out officially on air. If anybody's listening, let him know. Send him send him this. I'll kick uh, his have ass. You seen, have you seen the video where he's kneeing this uh, this bag? It's like it's incredible how strong his knees are. I don't care. I'll whoop that old man's ass. <laughs> he is what is he, like? He's like 45, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna beat his ass. Watch yeah, watch Saturday, one day. Like I'm actually gonna confront Joe Rogan, huge. and he's gonna be like, "Hey, you said you can kick my ass." I don't think you even care. It's gonna be like the uh, Peter Griffin thing where he fights Liam Neeson. Saturday, obviously, huge day games, um, and then outside of the outside of the SEC Big Twelve Challenge, you got a whole bunch of ACC games. 
uh, Virginia Duke, and then Miami's playing Florida State. Um, Virginia Tech's playing Notre Dame. So it's just a pretty much a day full of college basketball. If you got a chance, just sit down in front of the TV, put it on ESPN, CBS, whatever. You- what do you mean if you get a chance? If you're not um, sitting down in front of a TV all weekend, then you're doing something wrong. I wonder if any of our teams are playing each other. Actually, wait, you're South Dakota State, right? Yeah. Yeah, Fort Wayne's playing South Dakota State on Saturday. Uh-oh. Your team's going to get their ass whooped. Yeah, no, I, I don't doubt that. All right, so uh, for all of our listeners, your assignment until next episode, watch more college sports. Yeah, seems pretty easy. Yeah, and if you can, uh, watch hockey, uh, NCAA D1 men's ice hockey. And uh, if you could just tweet at Joe Rogan or if anybody personally knows him, just tell him that I'm calling him out and I'll beat his ass. I'll get into a stupid octagon with him. He did actually say on his podcast that he reads every reply. Are you serious? I think. Maybe I'm just making that up. Yeah, let's start this movement then. Let's let's get it going. Who wants to see a 26-year-old out-of-shape guy get into an octagon with Joe Rogan and beat his ass? A guy that, yeah, a guy that's been training in, uh, in martial arts since he was 20. I've gotten into a good amount of street fights. Mm-hmm. I've also got my ass kicked in a, quite a bit of those, but uh, I ain't scared. So. All right, let's get this thing set up. There you go. That's how we're going to wrap up the episode. I'm going to beat the shit out of Joe Rogan. Let's do it. All right. Peace. Peace. More than anything else in this entire world? Yes. Crack. Oh, oh. You want crack? Yeah, crack cocaine. Now, I've never had crack. Dude, you are going to love it. Well, you know, you get back on crack. If you have crack, let's boogie. I just want crack. I want crack. I need to be high on crack cocaine right now. Here's a pile of drugs. Give us some money. Uh-huh. Oh, we got drugs? All right, crank me up, baby. We're going up, down. How we doing? A little dip into our Bolivian marching powder. Because these are the kind of nose cramps that you crush up into a line of white powder and you snort them up through your nose and they make you high. Cocaine, cocaine. It's like my mouth is no longer a part of my head and I kind of feel nothing, but it feels so good. Rub it all over your gums, D. All over your gums. Cocaine, cocaine. Keep reapplying every 10 to 15 minutes. Cocaine, cocaine. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Pretty good. I feel weird, but pretty good. Hey, you guys mind if I go in the bathroom and smoke some PCP? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.